Hey, listener, this is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We are actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to UpMyInfluence.com slash guest. Let's get on with the show. All right. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to The Thoughtful Entrepreneur. I am your host, Jen Amos. And uh, as always, I have the fortune of interviewing some incredible uh, individuals in the world who decided to uh, become a thoughtful entrepreneur, whether start a business um, or create something innovative, uh, what have you. And so today I have a very exciting guest with me. So today we have Eleanor Moshe, who is the founder of The Construction Coach. So a little bit about Eleanor. She is an ambitious and driven leader and dedicated to mentor in the construction industry. Her passion to guide, inspire, and direct future leaders and industry professionals to construct their career led her to founding the success platform, The Construction Coach. Eleanor is also the host of the successful podcast, Constructing You. I love the name of that. Um, As a number one bestselling author, Eleanor's book, Constructing Your Career, is one of its kind for people who want inspirational, practical action, and unconventional career intelligence to construct their career. Uh, Eleanor has been featured not surprisingly, in multiple media outlets such as Yahoo Finance, Australian National Construction Review, Properties Council of Australia's Top 500 Women in Property Program of 2019, and so many other things. You're just going to have to check out her website and learn more about her. Her website is eleanormoshe.com. That's spelled E-L-I-N-O-R-M-O-S-H-E.com. Eleanor, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me, Jen. Good morning. Yes, I'm just uh, excited to speak with another incredible woman who is making things happen out there. Um, One of the first things I like to start off with, Eleanor, is, as you know, 2020 had been an interesting year, and I always like to do what I call now mental health check-ins. So how are you doing? How have you been holding up since a lot of things has has changed since 2020? That it has, and... Despite everything that is happening globally, it has been one of my best years in terms of business and in growth. It has been phenomenal. And at the start of the year, I set the intention that it is going to be a roaring year and it may not have looked like what I anticipated or what I hoped for, but the opportunities that it afforded me, especially in terms of starting my podcast and releasing my book have been phenomenal and I've had more clients, more aligned clients than any other year. So it's, you know, been all things, all things going well. And yes, the lockdowns were certainly very hard, but to some extent, I am very good with being with myself. I've grown up an only child and I'm very used to just being in that creative space. And as you're a thought leader, thinking and having thinking time is what I do anyway. And that Mm. requires you to craft out time to just sit by yourself Mm. and think. So it has been a phenomenal year on, on the business front and the branding front. And of course the results that the clients achieve. Yeah. Well, that is, that always makes me so happy because I think that it's very easy to find negative news or unfortunate tragic things that have happened in that year. Uh, However, when you hear businesses thriving and people innovating and pivoting and succeeding in it, uh, it's just, um, it's just good to know that there's still good out there. (laughs) Uh, That's there is. Yeah. Yeah. And you get what you focus on. I mean, that hasn't Mm -hmm. changed. 
And the future has always been uncertain and you don't know what will come tomorrow, but you know what you can control and that is what you must focus on. And that is precisely what I did. What was I going to do? Fall into the mindset of the masses because I don't want the results of the masses. So why am I going to operate out of their fear modality? I'm going to concentrate on what I need to be doing to make sure that 2021 is even better, that 2022 is even better. And that was always the case. Yeah, absolutely. I whew, I love that. I love that so much because it's just so with everything that's going on, even in America right now, it's just good to know that there are people who have that mindset of like, you get what you focus on, you know, you like it, just exactly what you said. So let's go ahead and uh, transition, Eleanor. I want to talk a little bit about your company, The Construction Coach. Um, we have here in the notes that you are the first construction coach in Australia. So that must mean that people have a lot of questions about it. Can you tell us briefly what your company is about and who can most benefit from working with you as a thought leader we don't base our ideal clientele based on demographics of course that is considered but we base our ideal demographic our ideal client on psychographics i work with people who are ambitious who are driven who are diligent, who have the ability to defer gratification into the long term Mm. and people who will actually do the work, whether that is internal growth, whether that is growth on their career, results happen over consistency and compounding over the long term. They don't happen overnight and I do not have an overnight solution or an overnight fix. I'm not a, I don't take shortcuts. The only shortcut I know is how to play the long term game. So I work with people who are first and foremost aligned in their thinking like that and that actually want to learn, have a natural curiosity and a desire to learn. And my mentoring, which is the fundamental service that my company offers, of course, 2021 we'll see events and workshops and more things happening in the live space. But until then, it is mentoring. And I have my entry-level mastermind and private mentoring, which offers people the opportunity to both understand the industry and also how to get into it Mm -hmm. and also really look at who they need to become in order to work in the construction industry because it is not a sexy industry at all. (laughs) It has long hours. It is high risk. Mm -hmm. It is not like it's not a corporate. There's nothing glamorous to it. So we really need to hone in on why people want to be in the industry because especially at that entry level, you find that people are attracted to the industry for all the wrong reasons. Mm -hmm. And I'm more than happy for people to not enter the industry if it is not in alignment with their vision, with their passion, with their purpose. Mm -hmm. Then I have my second level mentoring, which is to really take people from, from being just another person in the industry. Mm. People lose their individuality very, very quickly when they enter into the corporate world. They lose their sense of self. They become their job description and they're constantly relying on externalities in order to provide fulfillment. And that is, of course, short-lived. Whereas there are people who want to be seen and want to be heard because they deserve to be seen and they deserve to be heard and they deserve for the industry to actually recognize their presence and their impact so i work with very aspirational future leaders and industry professionals who want to buy surpass that professional band and really elevate themselves into an expert in the industry to be to be the go-to person to be recognized and then my upper level 
Mentoring is a thought leadership. So for those who want to claim their authority in the industry, and I do that as a facilitator for my mentor, Ron Melhotra, who is the founder of this thought leadership program. Mm-hmm. Wow. I mean, you st- you shared a lot of things. I, if you see me looking away, it's because I'm taking notes here. Um, but you said a lot of things that I think are so uh, powerful. First of all, I think it's very common knowledge that when you are in the corporate world, you really do lose a sense of identity. I'm wondering if it's because maybe people feel the need to fit in, to climb the ranks, you know, to climb the ladder, um, and they sort of maybe lose themselves along the way. And um, it's no surprise when people, I've heard plenty of stories where people leave corporate America to find themselves again. And so I really love how um, what you're having them do is to you know, throw their personality into it, like throw in like who they are and become rise above that and become a thought leader. I think that's just um, so powerful. And, you know, even for me, uh, knowing so little about the construction industry, yeah, I, I don't really, I, I don't see it as a sexy <laughs> kind of, you know, profession to be in. And so it, it to me, it sounds like you really um, add a lot of, um, you really humanize the construction industry and help people to do this, do the same and like owning who they are um, in the industry. Absolutely. And it is a time of amplified competition. And Mm -hmm. what do people connect with? People connect to people. Yeah. People don't connect to a job title or, you know, skills and experience. Yes, to some extent that is required, but that has such a low weight, low weighting on your long-term massive career success. It is at most 15%. Yet people do the reverse. They will spend their whole life simply building up at any level building up the technical expertise, but there's no visibility. They're not generating high income skills. They don't know how to connect. They don't know how to speak. They certainly have no personal brand. Mm -hmm. And this is a consequence of being in the corporate world and never taking any agency of your own development and your own sense of self into your own hands. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I have ever heard anyone use personal brand and construction in the same sentence. So thank you for... (laughs) Adding a different perspective. You are, you are a very thoughtful entrepreneur. So I, I sort of want to backtrack a little bit, Eleanor, and just talk about how did you end up in the construction industry? Um, I mean, again, it's even for me, and and you know, please forgive me for my own ignorance. You know, it's like when I think when I think construction, I think of you know men. I think of men working, um, working and building things and stuff like that. So tell me, how how did you manage to uh, find yourself in the construction industry? You're right. There is a very distinct uh, distinct perception as to how construction looks, and they certainly do not think of someone in a satin suit with Louboutins. Yeah, (laughs) which is amazing. I did. (laughs) I did my undergraduate in architecture, and I was very frustrated with the design process because I found that I am a creative, but not in that conventional Mm -hmm. sense. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm also quite structured, methodological and process orientated in that I know this is where I want to get to and this is where I am. I'm going to reverse engineer the process and I'm going to build it up step by step. And that is how I work. And that is also the process that I take my clients through. Mm-hmm. So I, I did realize that architecture was not for me and I did had no aspiration to be a $30,000 paid graduate and I looked at different alternatives and it was, it was property at the time, which was of no interest, urban planning, also no interest, architecture, certainly not. 
So based on the intelligence that I had at the time, I thought that the only way to get into the industry was to undertake further education. And Mm. that is certainly not the case. But like I said, intelligence at the time. So I enrolled in my construction management master's degree at Melbourne University and it opened up a whole new world for me. Mm -hmm. But I loved it and I progressed in my career quite quickly. And even though to me it was... Other people looking in thought that it was always a success and people would always come to me. Helen, your career is so successful. How are you doing it? But to me, I was still growing. I was still Mm. figuring it out. But these were the questions that people constantly kept coming to me to ask. And they should always say, you should build a business around the questions that you frequently get asked. And Mm. I started working in the industry and I guess the rest is history. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I, it's, it's sort of, I love how you just said, and I'm writing this down, you know, you, you built a business based around frequently asked questions toward you. Um, and I think, wow, that's just amazing. Uh, tell me a little bit. So let, let's kind of go through um, maybe a scenario for if, if let's say a, a client comes forward to you, what would that client look like? And what is the process you would typically take them through um, in your company? depending at which level they are at, people do tend to come to me because they are lost, they are disillusioned, they are confused, and they're not where they think they should be. Mm -hmm. And I was very much the same. When I was navigating my career for a long time, I felt very lost and had a very low self-belief system. Mm. I was basing my decisions on externalities and what other people would think and I used to be that person I would want to qualify my every move I would want permission Mm. from other people and it is only when I stopped doing that and took agency of my own career and my own vision and had that belief in myself did the game change so when people come to me they are not too of a dissimilar situation because you do also build programs and offering around the person that you used to be Mm-hmm. And that is, and the more of that which you put out there, the more of which people can relate to you. So they do come to you with similarities. Of course, people come with, you know, they're at a pivot into their career. They don't know what they should do and they want to speak to a trusted authority. But I don't give advice on an immediate interaction with a client. First of all, I run a diagnostic. Mm-hmm. I need to know what is going on because what they're telling me is. of the time, not actually the root cause. It is a symptom Mm. and we can't be dealing with the symptom or the tactical in in the business sense. For example, people will be wanting to build their Instagram. Well, that is a tactic. Mm. What is the goal? What is the strategy? What concepts do I actually need to master? What problem do I need to solve? And then you go to Instagram. It's not in reverse. Mm. Right. So when clients, prospective clients do approach me, I run a diagnostic. I spend time with them. I need to understand because only then can I say, okay, this solution is suitable for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tell me, um, obviously you have this passion to inspire, uh, you know, the next generation of leaders in the construction industry. Can you tell me, has there been a, a situation where, um, you know, someone was maybe completely changed or transformed that maybe almost brought you to tears and you're like, man, this is why I'm doing what I'm doing. It's a great question because it is those moments. It is that feedback loop, whether it's after one year, six months, two years, people coming back to you and and they say, because 
of what you said. And I don't remember <laughs> I did this. Or I took this different course of action. And as a thought leader, my duty is first and foremost to get people to think because people are not thinking, they are sleepwalking, they are unconscious mm. to their own world of possibility and their own career. And a career can be a beautiful thing or it can be a less than average thing. Mm. And yes, I've heard clients who have hit that you know, immediate goal that this is exactly what they came in for and that's all they wanted and I'm always happy for them. I've had clients who have actually undertaken my advice and have first and foremost done the very important inner work, the internal Mm. construction of self in order to achieve results in your physical environment. And I had one client in particular who did two months of this just diligently every single day. And he really resolved a lot of the head trash and the blockers. And he had this sense of lightness and insane amount of confidence. It was like going from zero to a hundred in the space Mm. of two months. And we had an hour conversation, you know, reflecting on this. And it was just phenomenal to hear that he rediscovered his passion. He rediscovered his human experience. He reignited his, you know, connection with what he was doing. And, you know, that is just an incredible piece of feedback that I can get. Yes, of course, there are the career aspects that attain, but when it comes down to your person and to create that mental shift and to really shift someone's paradigm and worldview, that is just a phenomenal piece of feedback. And it also was for me a moment to just step back and say, hey, this is incredible. This is the power of words. This is the power of mentoring. Mm. And it constantly serves to reaffirm that. Yeah, absolutely. And you can give yourself a pat on the back and say, I did that. (laughs) I believed enough in myself. I did the inner work in myself to be able to help my former self, um, which happens to be my clients today. And to see that transformation, you know, that even I went through. And so I could just imagine how almost in a positive way, addicting, you know, that can be to keep doing what you're doing. It is. It absolutely is. But more so, it is in total alignment with my energy. When I am mentoring, when I'm in a conversation with a client, I lose, even when I'm talking on podcasts, my own, (laughs) others, I lose a sense of time completely. And Mm -hmm. what I'm paying attention to is my energetic alignment with what I'm doing. I can run a 10 hour workshop, but I can still be talking into (laughs) the evening. I can sit down and write a book for 12 hours a day. I lose sense of time because I am in my zone of genius. Yeah. And it is more important to be operating out of a state of alignment with what you are meant to be doing Mm. rather than to be depleted or working out of your zone of incompetence or your zone of competence your whole life. So of course I'm, I'm excited that I get to do this. I get Mm. to, you know, I, I've been afforded a very incredible opportunity because of working with my mentor Ron Malhotra to build a business, a brand that is an extension of myself and why I was put on this earth. Yeah. Beautiful. Uh, Eleanor, before I uh, transition to my next question, I just want to make sure I covered all my bases. Is there anything else you want our listeners to know about the construction coach? You did a great job. So, so Eleanor, in addition to what you do with the construction uh, coach, you also have a podcast show, which I think the name is very clever with what you're doing called constructing you. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about what that show is? Of course, it's around seven months since launch and I've just ticked over the 30,000 download mark. And as, (laughs) thank you. And as you are familiar with when you launch a podcast, it's like launching a business. Mm -hmm. You are banking that no one will listen. But the (laughs) fact that 
there are global listeners and it has afforded so many new people into my community constantly gives me just chills and a deep sense of gratitude. But I looked out into the marketplace at the start of the year and there was just no podcast which talked about the people behind the projects in Australia. Mm -hmm. Everything was very technical, how to build a skyscraper or how to do something very technical orientated. And no one was looking at the people behind the projects. Who are the people who had vision? And to actually bring projects to life. Because when you look through the built environment, there is a commonality to say, oh, that building was built by a company name. Mm. But that, what does okay. that do for, what does that do? It just wipes out the individual. And that is not what I focus on. Mm. So I interview exemplary leaders and industry titans because I want to see not just what they do, but who they are and who they've had to become in order to achieve what they have. Because first you become and then you achieve. Mm-hmm. But it is also my duty as an industry thought leader to show people what is possible because especially in the construction industry, there is a level of conditioning and pre-programming that mm-hmm. you can, you know, your career aspiration, you should build that around being a project manager. And before people even know it, they have installed their own ceiling on mm-hmm. their own dreams and their own aspirations and they become very disillusioned. So I interview a whole range of success stories and they are 10-year overnight success story, 20 years, 30 years, wow. because I show people, you know, this is a successful journeys of others and this is what it has really taken along the way. And the conversations really unveil the inner mechanics, the inner working, the inner intricate pieces of construction that are required to become exemplary, to become exceptional and to become excellent people mm-hmm. behind the projects because We do not need more average performers. We do not need more average thinkers in the industry. And absolutely, you know, it's, it gives me a great sense of gratitude to be able to, you know, have this podcast and to connect with people and the feedback is phenomenal. Yeah. I just absolutely love, I feel like I've said absolutely an amazing a lot in this conversation, (laughs) but just know I mean it. (laughs) say it. Anyway, I absolutely love um, your approach on all of this really, you know, humanizing and adding life to the construction industry and showing people that, you know, uh, if a building was constructed by a company, the company is not just this, you know, inanimate thing. It was a team. It was, you know, it was leaders. It was, you know, a whole, a whole organization of many individuals of talent and respect, you know, to put this beautiful thing together. So just I'm just, again, I'm just amazed by the work that you do, you know, not just in the, in your business, the construction coach, but also um, humanizing the industry through your podcast show, Constructing You. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Eleanor, I have thoroughly enjoyed our conversation today. Uh, before we get going, do you have any parting advice for our small business owners or entrepreneurs who let's say either want to, you know, pursue the construction industry or, you know, even just want to continue on their path as entrepreneurs. In any scenario, always take action. Mm -hmm. I mean, garnering inspiration is fantastic, but it is the same as sitting in your car with a handbrake on and just revving the engine, but going nowhere. Right. The key to, realizing your own vision to doing the inner work, whatever it is, it is always about taking action. Mm -hmm. That is what creates the transformation. It is in the execution. Transformation is in the execution. Don't sit on the benches, get out of your own way and actually do something because 
it's all going to take you one step closer to where you want to be and it'll take you away from where you are today because I'm sure you don't listen to podcasts and books and gain mentors because you want to stay where you are. But it always comes down in the action, in the execution. People don't need more knowledge. They don't need more advice. They don't need more inspiration. They need more execution. Right, right. And so with that said, um, you know, I, I, I know for people that are avid podcasters, it's like, hey, eventually you got to stop listening and do something. So I think that is a great way to wrap up our conversation today, Eleanor. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much for being here. You're quite the inspiration on so many levels. And I'm just so grateful to have had the honor of having this conversation with you today. Likewise, thank you for having me on your show. And it's been great being on the other side of the microphone. (laughs) Yeah, that's always fun, right? (laughs) It's nice to take a break and and just talk about yourself, right? (laughs) Um, I can walk away from all the editing and and the back end. (laughs) Yeah, you're welcome. (laughs) All right. And uh, again, to our listeners, this is Eleanor Moshe. She is the founder of The Construction Coach and also has a podcast show called Constructing You. You can learn more about her and her company at eleanormoshe.com. That's spelled E-L-I-N-O-R-M-O-S-H-E.com. With that said, thank you all so much for joining us and we'll chat with you in the next episode. Tune in next time. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence each month. We scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans, totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Mm-hmm.